Hey, 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 it's Joseph Shepard, host of Exposed Dragged Out, brought to you by The Dip. Now, I am so excited to be diving into this episode. We are five episodes in. We've covered Holland. We've covered U.S. Queens. Now it's time for a little north of the border. Well, I guess my border, technically. Canada. We are diving into season one's first out, Juice Box. We get into a lot of stuff in this. I cannot wait. Some behind-the-scenes secrets. Apparently, there's a flashlight somewhere. You guys do not want to miss this, so stay tuned. Please welcome Juice Box. Hi. How are you? Good. I, I, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thriving. Cold in the Great White North. Is it cold up there? No, Chilly? it's actually not. It's not at all. It's uh, it's just been raining for the past like 20 days, but it's actually pretty mild out right now. I texted one of your friends um, earlier because I wanted to see if they had like any juicy questions that I should ask you. And I just feel like I have to get this out of the way right when we start before we get into you. It's from somebody named Priyanka. Don't oh. know if you know her. <laughs> I was like, who? Your, your face literally was like, what in the world? <laughs> who did you text? So I said, Juicebox is joining my podcast later today. Is there anything I need to bring up or embarrass them with? Oh, no. Priyanka said... She lent me her flashlight when she got eliminated from Drag Race. I would say lent is a really loose term. I feel like it was a gift, a beautiful gift. That's that's what I would take it as too. Yeah. Because like she didn't return it, did she? No. Oh my god. No, absolutely okay. not. But she, yeah, I did give her after I got eliminated. I gave her my flashlight. <laughs> That's a story for the ages. I am it's dying. So she sent that and I literally was like, no, that's just Priyanka being Priyanka and totally no, lying. It's so- real. It's very real. It basically what happened was I um I had just gotten eliminated and we were doing press, like for the commercial or whatever. And I hadn't really got to see anybody since they yeeted me off the fucking stage, right? So I'm standing there and I'm just like, like I had kind of like accepted it and I was like, yeah, I'm going home. Da 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 da. But they all knew I brought a fleshlight. And so I was just like, yeah, and I fucking bought this fleshlight for no reason. Now I'm just going to like go home and like what, use it? Like what the fuck? And they all looked at me like, give me the fleshlight. And Priyanka, I, you know how Priyanka has that like eye to eye thing that she does? Like she looks at you into your soul. She grabbed me and she's like, do not look at anybody else. Give me the fleshlight. I, I need the fleshlight. Give me the fleshlight. I need it. I need it. I need it. I will do anything. Give me the fleshlight. So I was like, this girl is going to die if I do not give this to her. So I gave it to her. I had I had a Queen's Care person put it in a little bag and like carry it down to her room. And I made, and I, and I, they had to like radio, like flying the fleshlight over to Priyanka. <laughs> Stop this right now. Like yeah. I... That's the story. Wow. Do you know what? I kept her stress levels so fucking down because she was just pounding that thing every night that she won Drag Race. So you, I would like to you think You are the reason why. I'm the reason why she won. <laughs> and she needs to know that. You helped her with her stress and she really needed that. I feel like I, <laughs> I drive that home for her quite a lot anyway, so... <laughs> 
So I was doing a little bit of research into your life and everything. And I wanted to kind of know, like, when did you actually start doing drag? Like, when did you find a love for that? I started, I think it was, I always say six, but I have a feeling it was eight years ago now because like these past two years have gone by so weirdly. So I think it's like, we're going to say it's between six and eight because I don't fucking know. But I started just like, randomly I remember I was friends with a lot of the queens I was partying a lot like I was going out all the time and I really didn't have like a lot of like confidence and I really felt really bad about myself I was really skinny and like losing my hair and stuff and you know if you're gay and you don't have like big muscles and a chiseled jaw you're fucking golem to everybody so I was just like so I was I remember watching queens and being like holy fuck they look so hot and they look so cool and they don't have to wait in lines and they get free drinks. I was like that looks really fun. <laughs> <laughs> just for the free drinks. You're just in drag for that's why your name's Juice Box. You need the juice boxes. Well, exactly. Well, and that I developed a bit of a fucking drinking problem from that, but <laughs> But I was originally, I was like, ooh, free booze, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> you you said uh, drinking problem. You also mentioned it on the show. And you said that you were, what, two years sober when you were doing the show? Yeah, I, have, I was just about to hit two years in January. So I was just, just shy of two mm-hmm. uh, when I was on the show. And now I'm at just past three. Wow. So you've actually kept it up and maintained. Oh, yeah. Never in my life have I wanted a fucking mimosa and sangria more than being on lockdown. But yeah, I've kept it up. (laughs) Was there was there a turning point or a moment that you decided that, hey, like, I want to be sober? Or was it like, was it a choice? Or like, you know, what what went through your head? It was like a gradual thing. I remember I had a I was sort of like slowing down on the drinking because I remember like when I would drink, I would get like fucking annihilated I was trying to get really serious about my health and my fitness and I remember I hated feeling hungover all the time so I remember for about like a year I was slowing it down but then I would just binge drink so then when I would drink I would just get like hammered right so I just kind of like decided to just put the brakes on everything slow it all down and then I remember it was my honeymoon so we were on our honeymoon in Disney because we're we're horrible Disney adults. And it was my idea. I was like, I really want to go to Disney. He was like, ugh, fine. So we're there. And I remember we were at this. It was raining. It was negative one degree in January in Florida. It was so fucking weird. So we were cold and we were getting a drink at this tiki bar. And I looked at my husband and I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to drink anymore. And he's like, are, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to. I think I'm done. I don't think I'm going to drink the whole honeymoon and I'm probably just going to keep it up. And he's like, okay, well that drink in front of you was like $13. So I'm going to drink that. Uh, and you have fun not drinking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Has he continued to drink or he, did he do it sober with you? No, he's continued to drink, but he doesn't have like, he wasn't, because when you're drinking and you're performing, you're it's so accessible, right? You don't have wow. to pay for a thing. And if you do have to pay, you can find somebody in the audience to pay for you, right? Like, <laughs> all you have to, can I have a shot? Eight shots right in front of you, right? So I, so he's like, like if he wants to drink a bottle of wine, put in his headphones and get wasted and have a dance party in the kitchen, go. Go have at fun. it, yeah. Yeah, go at it, enjoy yourself. But when my dance party was constantly and it was just like not good. So he's fine. Drink all you want, babe. But I just can't. (laughs) But that's like a good thing when you start getting older and you start realizing for yourself, like 
what your limits are and what you need and don't need like in your body or like in life like that's such a great feeling to have and like knowing that you're in control of something yeah you you touched briefly on you said that like before you started doing drag that you you know were skinnier and you didn't feel like confident in yourself and bitch your Instagram and your shirtless pictures. Come on, you you do you're you're working out. Like you got your CrossFit, you got all of that. And then like if you scroll like back into your old Instagrams, you were like you you were thin. And then like getting up, I'm like, okay, there's some muscle How gain. Deep there's some did muscle you gain. Go? Oh, she went deep. <laughs> She said, there's 3,000 photos here. We're looking at them all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I remember I was really, really thin. And I was just naturally thin. Like, I was just mm-hmm. super skinny and stuff. And it's like, I was always just really insecure about that because I couldn't ever gain weight. And I remember, like, my dad and my brother are huge. Like, they're like, my dad was always really big and muscular. He did triathlons. And my brother... My brother was always a little chubby, but then he started going to the gym and he got really big. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why would this work? (laughs) So I remember it it was always just and I could never get it working. And then when I I had a friend of mine who she had these like I always thought that she was chunky. But then one day I like ran into her and she was rock solid. And I was like, oh, my God, are those your thighs? She's like, yeah. And I was like, I thought you were fat. And she's like, no. she was just like that's all muscle and I was like fuck off show me so she showed me her legs she had these like ripped fucking thighs and I was like how did you get those and she was like come to CrossFit with me and I was like okay and then like I fell in love bitch I was just like this like a free personal training because it's like you've just got this big man just yelling at you but I don't have to pay like four thousand dollars I only have to pay like a (laughs) monthly fee mama I'm in so I started doing it and the communities were really cool. And I really liked how I was like actually starting to gain muscle, actually learning how to lift weights properly. And I wasn't hurting myself and the community is so great and so supportive. And yeah, I just loved it. It was so great. And now I'm, now I'm like a little bit bigger, <laughs> but not much. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you find it hard to be able to, you know, work out and gain muscle and then also be in drag? no. I did like there was a minute there where I was worried about it. But then when I saw I remember actually I remember when I watched Cameron Michaels get on Drag Race and she was like, she's a beefcake bitch. Oh, my God. She's hot as fuck. I remember when I saw her, I was just like, oh, work. okay. I don't have to worry about getting as big as I want and then getting into drag. And then now I have this like dream of like I'm in this I'm in this Spice Girls cover thing with. Priyanka, I want somebody to be watching and be like, holy fuck, Baby Spice is ripped. Like, I just want them to look at me and just be like, oh my God, look at that vein going through Baby Spice's arm. And I'm just like, doosh. Yes. Like, I, I mm-hmm. feel like there needs to be a whole photo shoot, you know, like you as Baby Spice, like Thickums McGee, like just right in the middle. <laughs> just a vascular Priyanka. Priyanka looking like dainty and small. Holding, and like, holding the flashlight. So you you end up the Canada's Drag Race ends up coming to you guys. How did you figure out about that? And like, what was the audition process like for you? So when it dropped that it was happening, it was like this wave happened all over Canada. It's like we all went, ooh, like shit's fucking different now. Right. So I auditioned full thinking I wasn't going to get on. I was just like, oh, I'll just audition. And then like, I won't get on, but maybe I'll get on in a couple seasons, but at least I know I auditioned Mm -hmm. and like, that's great for me. And I'll just keep on going with my cute little drag self because I felt like in Toronto, 
I wasn't really, what's the word? I wasn't like hugely well-known. Like I wasn't the first one you thought of and things. Mm -hmm. I was always like, it was always like a bunch of headliners. And then like juice was always there. It's like, oh, well, there's juice too. Like it was never, and people would always come up to me and be like, oh, I've never heard of you. And I was just like, thanks. That feels lovely. Like, (laughs) fuck off. (laughs) Like, so it was always that. So I was like, oh, I'm not getting on. There's no way. There's so many other people that they would pick before me. And then I made it on and I was convinced they were fucking with me. Like I was convinced, bitch. I was like, this is an episode of punk. They're fucking with me. (laughs) There is no way this is real. And then, yeah, made it on, walked on, walked on set, got my fucking hand stuck on my tights and the rest is uh, history. (laughs) What went through your head when your hand was stuck? Like, did you think that they were going to cut it out of the edit? I thought they were going to help me because they fucking wait on you hand and foot for your whole time that you're sequestered, make you feel like they, they treated us so well. Like they were like, what do you need? And they would like, when they would bring you outside for your outside time, they would hang out with you. Like, I was like, they made me feel like a star. But the moment you walk onto that set, they fucking throw you up shit's Creek without a paddle. They're like, bye, bitch. It's done. (laughs) And you're standing there. Please help me, sir. I need to get my hand out. Literally said, I went, I said help because I was like, where the fuck are you to help me? You helped me this whole week. And now all of a sudden I don't get help. A warning would have been nice. <laughs> you you came out, you know, when you when you walked in with your entrance look and you had your big wings and everything. What was your inspiration behind that look? I hate to say it because she's kind of like a little bit now, but I really loved Nikita Dragon's uh, take on the Victoria's Secret thing. Mm-hmm. So I remember when Victoria's Secret said they didn't want any trans models, she did this whole thing where she did a Victoria's Secret shoot with these big wings. And I was like, bitch, I love that. She looks so hot. I love the wings. I love how she's taking it back. So I took a lot of inspiration from that and put it into my entrance look because I just thought her style was so cool. But I know like nowadays she's kind of getting a little controversial. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> but I but that look was it was heavily inspired by like Victoria's Secret models, how she had kind of tried to spin the narrative on that. And even like you, you can even see it in the way that I did the bra and the panty. It was heavily inspired by how her outfit was created. I know that you had worked with uh, Priyanka, as we talked about earlier with your Spice Girls thing. Did you know anybody else in the workroom or uh, on the show? Yeah, I knew any every single one of the people from Toronto. Um, I knew Alona. I knew of Rita, but not well enough to say that I know her, but I knew of her. Who else? Kine. I've worked with Kine many times before that. The only person I didn't know was Jimbo, Lemon, and Kiki. What in the world went through your head when you saw Jimbo for the first time? Uh... (laughs) (laughs) I, mm, I remember I was watching like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, and then my other thought was, is she gonna keep that fucking voice? This whole thing. I was just like, is that going to be her voice this whole time? And I was like, and I I know on the show, I tried to look like Canada's sweetheart, but I'm a little bit of a cunt. So I was just like, I'm going to get so fucking annoyed if she does that this whole fucking time. But I didn't say that to the cameras because I was really trying to spin this nice girl act. So I was just like, oh, fuck. But she was really nice. Like when she got her all of her shit off and I realized that the voice wasn't going to happen. I was like, okay, no, I like her. You're like, "I'm, I'm fine now. I'm fine now. I'm good. But if it kept going, I'd be like, I want to (laughs) die. 
What was your favorite part of being on the show? I don't know. Well, well I've got to call my therapist about that one. Um, <laughs> it was a lot, bitch. Um, I would say... I think it would be the girls, like the sisterhood that we all kind of made through all of it, because it was a lot. Like it was the first time a lot of us were being introduced to something like this. We never thought we would ever have something like this in Canada. It also was the first time Canada was doing it. So it was them trying to sort of figure out how to do it. So it was hard to be there. Like, I don't regret it, but I think really the only thing that I loved and that I could really remember to hold on to that was just the sisterhood between the girls. It's like we have, it's like we were in war together. (laughs) (laughs) So, so you're saying there was one positive experience and a lot of negative then. I wouldn't say it was a lot of negative. I would say that it was a lot, it was heavy. Mm -hmm. It was definitely heavy to be, to, to be pushed into them trying to figure everything out, us trying to figure everything out. And then also, not doing very well because I never had a moment of wow you're doing so good Jews you know Mm -hmm. I only had a moment of like cold um you you're ugly having a panic attack like being eliminated having to lip sync everything about my time there was extremely stressful you know so like I don't regret it and I'm happy that I was there Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say that it was the most air fun and airy time (laughs) You end up having to do a a little design challenge. <laughs> so I I want to know what went through your head. You did not know how to sew at the time besides putting two things together. Why didn't you do a quick lesson in sewing before you got there? So I did, and <sighs> I knew how to sew. Yeah, I knew how to sew, but the problem I found was I forgot how to do the bobbin inside because I worked on everything that was done. Like the sewing machine was done. I knew how to thread the top and everything, but I I always had trouble with threading the inside one. And when it came to that, we couldn't really have the other girls help us mm. because we were all, you know, so I, I didn't really have anybody to help me thread until it was too late. Lemon eventually, because me and Lemon made really good friends. We sat at the table together. We like helped each other where we could. And once I was able to kind of get her attention to sort of help me thread it, I had already sort of started something and I couldn't restart. So I actually knew how to sew. I knew how to make garments and I knew how to pattern and I had patterns there. But the other problem that I came into is that I didn't have time to unpack Like none of us had unpacked anything. We were just thrown right into the thing. So all of my patterns were inside my suitcase and I had panicked. And I was like, if I were to do it again, I would have taken a deep fucking breath, went over and just ripped apart my fucking suitcases Mm -hmm. and grabbed my patterns, slowly did things because the fucking patterns that I had were just like so fucking easy. Like, like a little scoop dress and like a circle skirt, like easy patterns that I could have made things with. But I knew how to do all that stuff. I had lessons, but I took a fucking chance, like a dumbass, wow. and tried to do this other thing. And like, I was like, yeah, it's a tube top and a fucking skirt. That's so my vibe. And even Brooklyn said, she was like, I don't know if this made it onto camera, but Brooklyn even said, she was just like, this is Juice's drag. Like she wears fucking next to nothing, brawn panties all the time. Like this is her drag. It's not good, 
but it's her drag. <laughs> so I did learn, but I decided to take a fucking chance and I shouldn't have. So don't take chances. Don't. <laughs> Don't take the wrong chances. I think you need yeah, to say. Yeah, don't take the wrong chance. Don't take a chance if you're like, ooh, I shouldn't do this. Looking at that, like when you were making that outfit, how long did you guys actually have for that? I don't even remember how much, but it's like this. It wasn't any, it wasn't super short. Yeah. It wasn't super long. It was just like a standard drag race challenge time. The same thing as the girls would get in the States. It's not like they were like, you have the afternoon by, you know, you had like a good chunk of time to do it. I, till the last minute, I was gluing my those little fucking CD pieces on that ugly piece of fucking cotton. <laughs> I was like, I was just is like, she, wow. I was like, is she going to get hurt? No, <laughs> I did. I had cuts all down my arm, cuts all down my arm here. Yeah, I sliced myself up real good. But you know what's so funny? Me and Lemon are so, like, such delusional white girls that we kept looking at each other being like, girl, yours is so cute. And she was like, oh, my God, do you think? And I'm like, oh, my God, at least safe or, like, top three? And she was like, oh, my God, I think yours is, like, a good safe. Like, it's adorable. Like, we did this to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That... You guys hyped each other up in the wrong way. So hard. That's why when it was her and me, I was like, oh, fuck. (laughs) You, it was her and you. You end up in the bottom two, and then you have to perform. You know your your lovely Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, mm-hmm. I really like you, which you have said before that you you don't like hearing that anymore. But then you had you put it you put it on your YouTube a little bit ago when yeah. you were performing in that lip sync. Where did you think you stood? Did you think that you were going to stay or go home? Oh, I knew I was going home. Really. Oh, I knew, babe. Oh, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew. My outfit, looking at Lemons, my outfit wasn't as complete. By the judging with how harsh, like Jeffrey was harsh on me. Like you didn't see everything, but it was, it was harsh. Brooklyn was harsh in a very Brooklyn way. (laughs) Uh, And even Stacy was like, not about it. When they had kind of been slightly more about lemons like they were like they were like we hate it but we hate it but kind of thing i had a panic attack which i don't care to the ends of the earth people can say that that had nothing to do with it that had i know that that had something to do with it i know so that they the negative s- critiques n- no 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 i my panic attack i think had influenced them to maybe think she can't handle this mm. right she i don't think she could do another week on this stage kind of thing. So I was just like that plus like the way that I was like handling the critiques and stuff, the the crying and the fucking untucked. I was just like, oh y'all, I'm gone. So I was just like, I'm going to do the best performance I can do or else my career's in the fucking shitter. So I was just like, I'm just gonna stretch, warm myself up, put on a show. If they give me a double save, work, but probably not. It's season one, bitch. So it's just like, I'm out. And I remember Lemon was like, when we were waiting, she was really upset. And I was even like, girl, like, you're fine. Like, I wouldn't worry. Like, you're good. You're good TV. You're funny. You're pretty. You talk like there's a fucking teleprompter in front of you at all times. Like, you're so quick. Don't worry. If anyone's going, it's this one. So, and then I was right. (laughs) your panic attack which you just mentioned do you do you suffer from panic attacks and like anxiety attacks 
yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've gotten therapy for it mm-hmm. since like post show. I started really seriously taking therapy once the show right. premiered uh, because I was like, I'm good. I've worked through it. I haven't had big ones. I'm coping, blah, blah, blah. And then I watched it and I went, oh, I'm not coping. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I called up a therapist and I really started working at it. I really started doing my homework and like working through CBT, um, cognitive behavioral therapy and all that stuff. So my panic attacks now are fewer, like much fewer and far between my triggers. Uh, I also can kind of recognize and avoid mm-hmm. and kind of feel myself start to get into those spaces, recognize them and be like, I need to remove myself from whatever the fuck I'm doing right now because I know I'm not going to react well to this. So deuces. Bye. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with juice box. <laughs> All right, and we are back. Now, Juicebox, your time on the show ran extremely short. Um, and that is a very depressing thing on both sides, especially for like fans and stuff that you have, but also for yourself. Were there any outfits that you were extremely excited to wear? Oh my God, yeah. There was three that I was like over the moon excited to wear. Um, and I only got to wear one of them. So there was my glow up which was this it was like silk kind of like ruffles with like a beautiful floret on the shoulder and it like was really short so like if the wind hit it right you could see my whole fucking ass and i had this long braid that i was going to cover in fake butterflies and i had these beautiful like floral nails it was done by steven lejambe or steven lejambe i always say it wrong but he designed it it was one of the most expensive things that i brought so I was so excited for that. My finale gown, which was the one handcrafted to my entire nook and cranny, every curve was that whole pattern was ripped apart and reformed to my body. So like, I was like, so fucking elated to be able to wear that. So I was happy that they brought us back for the finale. And the third one was, I don't know if you'll know this, but this was such a, like, I was so excited for this because it was such a Canadian cult classic that I was like, I don't think people would have got it, but the people that did get it would have lost their minds. It's a movie called Ginger Snaps. Do you know it? No, but that sounds extremely familiar. It's a movie. It's a Canadian independent film called Ginger Snaps. It's a story about a girl turning into a werewolf, but it's like almost like symbolic of her just like growing up and getting her period. Like it's this whole like weird movie, but it's so good. It's such a like a Canadian classic. It's one of my like all-time faves. So I literally, it was the hair runway and I did a werewolf look. So like, it was like full furry puss. I wasn't going to shave my legs. I was just going to have like my hairy fucking legs out. I was going to put armpit hair. I was going to put acrylics on my toes. So they were like claws. I had like a furry top. I had this big brown mohawk i even had because i have a special effects background i had a full werewolf like prosthetic to go onto my face fangs the pointy ears i had the whole fucking thing and i was so fucking pissed especially because the hair runway was episode fucking three. Oh, i was like if i would have just made it to three uh but it's fine i did a really cunt photo shoot in it so did you did you spend a lot of money on your outfits I spent $17,500 on my package. Oh my God. 
Yeah. If anybody would like to book me, my PayPal is paypal.me. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Go, go, go ahead and say it, Juicebox, because I think that we we need to get that money there. Yeah, it's paypal.me slash juiceboxofficial. My package was $17,500. If there is any cash pigs or sugar daddies out mm-hmm. there, I will send feet pictures. And that is it. But thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, will you also <laughs> send videos of you um, like on your TikTok where you saw your ass jiggle for the first time? <laughs> Yes. Good. good <laughs> we'll also good. send those. I will send those as well. <laughs> your your face on that TikTok, I was dying. It was like you it, like you'd never seen your ass jiggle before. Is that true? Did you? Yeah. Like... No, I'd never seen it move like that. I was like, oh, go off, bitch. I never because you never look at your own ass. So I was just like, oh, okay, work. <laughs> you're like, yes. You're like, okay. If this came up on my TikTok feed, I, t- I tap that. That's good. I was, I was I laughing in my, so hard. In my awful fucking like crop top and Pokemon underwear, I was just like, I could have coordinated this a little better. <laughs> <laughs> um, Is there any challenge that you wish that you would have done? Girl group. The girl group. Girl group. Girl group. Oh, oh my God. Hands fucking down girl group i because me and priyanka are in a little girl group Mm -hmm. together i love i love a little bit of choreo i love a girl group i love a fucking song like girl group maybe my verse wouldn't have been that good but fucking jimbo's and starzy sucked and they were still there so work (laughs) yeah exactly i mean (laughs) you know that's that's one of those that i would have always wanted to do is like they sound the most fun it's like you're the most creative you know, and it's like, it's everybody there. It's not like it's the finale where you have to be like, hi, here's why I should win. Like, it's just like, hey, this is who I am. I'm going to do a cute little dance. And it's just like cunty and fun. Like when I watched that episode, I was so fucking bummed. I was like, oh, like I I, I oh. <laughs> you, you also missed the infamous snatch game. And I had heard that you were going to be doing Jennifer Coolidge. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. My backups were Ariana Grande and Dolly Parton. Wow. Okay. Three three divas, three three beautiful mm-hmm. divas. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think you would have stacked up compared to the competition? Safe. 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 <laughs> I, my Snatch Games, re-watching it, I was really good and I really liked it, but I don't know how good improv I would have been mm-hmm. or staying in it because it's a long day. Like they told me how long of a day it was. And I was like, Ooh, that's a long time to stay in it. And especially watching how amazing Priyanka's was. I don't think I would have stacked up. I literally just had a moment where I was like, I don't think Priyanka's was good. And then I was like, Oh no, 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 no. no Cleo, it, was so Cleo. Bad. it was so bad. <laughs> Some snatch for tasting later. She said, I was, convinced I was like, that she would have won the snatch game. Like I was just like, Oh, Priyanka's going to win the snatch game. Like I'm so proud of her. And then when I came back, they were like, no, she was bad. <laughs> <laughs> have you looked up your name? Have you looked up your name on, on, on the internet? Did you look it up? Yeah, I looked it up. Did you yeah. know that you have multiple uses for your name? One, you are a musician. I did not know that. Um, yeah. You have three X's in that name. And then yeah. the other name, um, which does have two X's, is um, a vaginal clean thing. Cleaning, yeah. cleaning. It's a douche. Yeah, yeah vaginal douche. douche. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what juice box like really means? Like the whole reason my name is juice box? No, what is it? It means a pussy full of cum. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> No, I I'm not. No. I wasn't like, ooh, cute juice box. I was just like, oh, it means a pussy full of cum. That's so fucking funny. So my name's Juice Box. Wow. Yeah, because box is like 
you know. Yeah, your little, little your little box. My, my little box and then juice means like it's juicy. Juice box. That's why all my performances are like hypersexual. Like I'm always trying to take my clothes off. I'm always I always want to be shiny. I always want to be hot. I'm always extremely flirty because juice box is a squishy pussy. She's just wow. like always wet. Yeah, it's a pussy full of cum. When people go home first on the show, you can get either one of two things that happen to you. You can get uh, a Vanjie moment, a Shangela moment where you end up coming back and doing all of that. You could have a pork chop moment or you could have a moment where things affect you negatively. Did you experience any negativity afterwards? Like, would you say that your experience on the show was worth it in the long run or not? Oh, yeah. I didn't get any negativity. I can't even think of any. I didn't get bullied. I didn't get anybody dragging me through the mud. I didn't get anybody angry at me. I had an extremely incredible run when it comes to likability. I had a full story arc. So that it started me walking in, uh, me getting stuck, uh, me struggling with my sewing, me having a panic attack. Right. So me having Pantech, I'm down here. And then all of a sudden I have this redemption moment with this incredible lip sync that I do. And then everything, it kind of like ends with my story ending there. But it's like, I have a full circle moment. Right. So it's just like, I gave one, a fucking incredible episode one. Like I'm going to fucking blow smoke up my own ass. Like you're welcome, Canada's Drag Race. Like you're welcome for that iconic first episode. And I was, you end up being well-liked because people want to see more from you. Because they love, they loved what I put out. They want, they were upset that I left. There was, I was getting like justice for juice box and messages like to this day, pe- people being like, are you going to be on season two? Are you coming back for season two? They should really give you a second chance on season two. Like every, it was happening daily. Like it was a lot when it first happened and then it like slowed down. And then the moment they started, they announced season two, like the flooded messages being like, Juice, you're auditioning. You have to audition for season two. You have to be on it. Da-da. We need that Shangela Vanjie moment for Juice. Like, so it was great to have that love and to have that attention. Um, and I never had, I don't, that's why I don't really have any regrets for it because I've stayed busy. I've stayed relevant and I don't have the most followers out of my season. I'm not the most popular girl in the whole franchise, but I've got a great career ahead of me and I've got a way to stay comfortable and a way to stay happy in my career. So I'm good. I think that that's the big thing. Like, as long as you have the supporters behind you and you can be able to, like, turn your experience into something amazing, I think that that's where it comes down to play. And I also, like, looking at it, you you also were in the time of a freaking pandemic, which we still are going through. What do you think is going to happen gig-wise when everything's up? Because, like, now that there's 974 million seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race, like, y'all are going to be, like... <laughs> tooth and nail cutting each other for like I mean, I actual guess. shows I guess but there's no other girls in Canada but us so I've got my entire Canadian market right so it's not like I've got to fight with 800 seasons in the states and it's not like they come here a lot so I've I've got that whole thing I've got I don't want to say massive, but I have a lot of fan base in uh, the UK. Like the Canada's Drag Race was huge in the UK. So I've got a lot of people out there who want me to come out. So I'll hopefully eventually be able to the UK. And I'm not honestly really worried. I'm not. And it's like, 
I know I've got work coming up. I'm confident in my talents. I'm confident in what I bring to the stage. Uh, and I hustled before. And now I've got, I've got my ability to hustle. Plus I have management now. So it's just like, even if I do end up irrelevant and people don't care about me because there is a other season, I know that I had a career before this. I'm going to have a career after, you know? So it's about adjusting, using your time on the show and being able to create something from that. Ooh, would you, would you ever do an All-Stars or come back again? Uh, maybe not now, but I would say like not right away, like not in a Ponder Replay, not in a Panini Press, not in a Pandemic Lovato, like none of that. Maybe in a couple of years, but not anytime soon. It was, it was like slightly traumatizing. Like it fucks with you. And I'm finally happy and I'm finally comfortable and I'm finally feeling like really good with my mental health and feeling really good with my fan base and feeling really good with the content that I'm doing and the work that I have coming up. It's just like, why would I take the chance to either one, fuck that up or two, make it even better when I'm kind of just happy being comfortable right now? I feel that 100. And I also feel like you were kind of like, seeing you on Twitch and doing things that you actually love, you know, like I, I think that that is, there are not that many Queens on Twitch. Like, you know, like that's, it's such a different environment. I only know of you and Jeremy and, uh, Angina and detox. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not a lot of drag race girls. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of Queens, like the stream Queens are like a whole team of them. And there's like a giant amount of, Queens. Oh, Trixie's also on Twitch, uh, but she yeah. rarely goes on, but she's on there too. But so, so there is a large queer presence there and it's incredible. Like I, you, you've, have you ever been backstage at a drag show? Have you ever been in a dressing yeah. room with drag queens? You know what they're like. Yeah. They're fucking cunts. They're fucking bitches, you know? But I, but you go there because that's like, you just, that's just the the thing and you have to volley with them and you know, and like, I know how to handle like when, when a girl's going to be a cunt to me, I'm going to be a cunt right back, you know? So it's like, I, and that's the sisterhood. I have never met a fucking nicer, more supportive community of people in my life. Like they're so sweet. They're so kind. They're so patient. And it's because they're fucking nerds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, nerds. I love nerds. I'm a nerd. This is great. As we are closing all of this out, because this is, you know, a little exposed show, I have the queens tell me one thing that happened while shooting that no one knows about. Negative, positive, good. It could be a backstage heartfelt moment. It could be something crazy that happened. Anything. You're trying to get me. No, I'm not. (laughs) I get a call from World of Wonder tomorrow being like, hey, Juice. Um... (laughs) Hey, Jace, remember you're still on contract? I'm like, uh, what's one thing that you guys didn't see that I, I mean, there was the flashlight. Oh, you know what? There was one thing. Uh, I'll say it. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> after my panic attack, after I cried and untucked, um, I remember I went to go practice my lip sync, um, but the cameras weren't rolling. So everybody knows the camera's not rolling. Whoop. right we're not saying nothing so the cameras aren't rolling so we're not allowed to talk to each other so i'm just by myself and i'm doing my thing and i am bitch i'm beside myself like i am upset but i knew i had to like power through it to like you know practice my lip sync also to warm up because i am a fucking ice cube it's a like polar vortex inside the studio you could see all of us i will talk about this at the end of the fucking time it was cold as fuck there 
because you could see us like breath, like out of our mouths. So I'm like an ice cube in my bra and panties and I'm full of anxious. I haven't eaten that day. I'm just like, "Uh -uh." so Bobo went to console me because I've known Bobo for years. Like I've known Bobo for years and years and years and years and years. We did tons. We used to have shows together. We literally had Mask for Mascara Mondays. Like it was just us right before we had left. So like I knew Bobo really well. She's a really good friend. She's a really good Judy. She helped me start my drag career. So she's known me from like the beginning. Um, she came over and they told her like, no, you're like, we're not talking right now. It's hard ice. Like you're, you can't talk to her. I thought this girl was going to fucking kill a producer. She looked at them and she went, listen, I'm going to fucking talk to my friend right now because she is beside herself and she is upset and I'm going to console her right now. And they were like, okay, have <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then she came over and she talked me down. Like they, she, they gave her a little bit of time. She came over and she talked me down and then I, and it helped me kind of get back to normal. So I always, and I told her after that, I really, I appreciated it and I it really needed it. But I thought, I thought she was going to punch them. Like I thought you've seen Bobo, like she's a mm-hmm. rough around the edges kind of bitch. And I thought she was going to knock somebody out off camera. Oh, <laughs> she did when you left. Um. <laughs> oh, dead. Oh my God. That, that girl, you want to talk about anxiety. I should have fucking taken an Ativan from her. Can you imagine like how when Jenny Lemon left or and then all the like news articles were like she cussed out Rue and then like can you imagine if it was the other way around all because of you she ended up like <laughs> punching out a producer. <laughs> I feel like I have pushed Bobo to worse things that I wouldn't be surprised. I one time made sure Bobo got a tattoo and I didn't get one and she will never forgive me. Stop if you look at her it. wrist, yeah, if you look at her wrist, there is the you know the nail emoji? Mhm. Yeah, that's on her wrist. And it's because we did a party together at Pride a couple years ago when they were doing free tattoos. And she went, oh, let's go get free tattoos together. And I was like, oh, okay. And then we went up to the thing and I was like, oh, I don't like any of them. I don't want one. And she was wasted. So she's like, well, I'm still getting one. And I was like, okay. But I knew how drunk she was and I wasn't that drunk. So I just let her go get the tattoo. And then the next day she called me. She went, why is there a Band-Aid on my wrist? And why am I in so much pain? And I was like, you got a tattoo? And she's like, okay, well, what did you get? And I went, I didn't get one. I didn't want one. So you got the tattoo. Oh my God. (laughs) And then she took it off. She's like, why the fuck do I have a nail emoji on my (laughs) (laughs) She was was really mad at me for a while, but it was a good story. (laughs) That literally is a perfect story. It's good, yeah. What's next for you? What do you have going down the pipeline this year? Well, right now it's streaming. Like I am streaming till the fucking cows come home. It's my favorite place in the internet. It's my favorite thing to do, especially because we're locked down for God knows how long. Mm -hmm. So streaming, 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 playing games, hanging out with the chat because it's a way for me to be able to really connect with my fans without actually being able to do shows. Uh, And then I have my tour coming up in the fall. It's uh, me, Jimbo, Boa, Bobo, uh, Tainomi and Denali just got added. Yes. I know. So that's incredible. I feel like she's cool shit. Like, I feel like she's down, cool fucking nerd that I can just vibe with. So I'm really excited to have her there. And then I've just got, I've got stuff that hasn't been announced, but I've got work. I've got shows. I've got shit coming up. It's, you know what? You can get yeeted off the stage first and shit still fucking happens. Yeah. You know? And you didn't have to spend a month getting stressed out. 
There you go. And you know, like, I mean, at the end of the day, you can wear those lovely outfits that you paid $17,500 on uh, in those performances, you know? Yeah. Right now yeah. they're sitting in my closet being yeah. lovely. They're ready. Uh, but one day they'll be on a stage or a meet and greet or, yeah. you know, maybe just sitting in my chair in my basement on my Twitch stream. <laughs> when when does the tour start? Uh, we start in October. Oh, that's going to be so much fun. Denali's amazing. She's a good friend of mine. She's like perfection. Yeah. She is one of, do you know when you like message people like on Instagram, like you don't know them, but like you like follow them. And then when they post something on their story, you like message them back like, oh, haha, this is so funny. or just shit like that. She, I think maybe is one of the nicest people when I do shit like that. She's so sweet. She messaged back. She like, will have like a cute little laugh. She seems so sweet and so kind and so nice. And I'm just so excited to be able to work with her. Yeah, she she's absolutely amazing. Um, and then you said Jimbo as well. I, I loved when I talked with Jimbo. I think that you guys had in Canada. I feel like you guys are a lot nicer. <laughs> we're, we're a softer bunch. Yeah, a, li- a, li- a little bit softer. <laughs> a little softer. Oh, my God. Actually, I have another thing that happened that's really nice. Right before we went on stage, Jimbo and I actually were standing next to each other and Jimbo finished her makeup and I finished mine and Jimbo looked at me and went, you're so beautiful. And that's the whole story. No. um, And then Jimbo looked at me and went, you're so beautiful. I wish I could do my makeup like yours. I wish I could be like that stunning. And I went, well, Jimbo, maybe if I'm here next week, I would love to help you and I would love to give you little tips and tricks and maybe I can paint you one week because it, it doesn't take me long to paint my face. Maybe I could paint you for the stage. Like, and when he was like, oh, I would love that. Da, da, da. And then I got eliminated. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, now is your chance on the tour. So. <laughs> yes. Now I can paint Jimbo. And what's funny is right after I got eliminated, I went to the bathroom and where I'm not allowed to see the rest of the cast and Jimbo went to the bathroom and we saw each other and Jimbo was like, oh, Juice and I was like Jimbo, and then they like yanked Jimbo away from me. They're like, like no, no, bitch. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh sweet little Jimbo. Uh, well, thank you so much, Juicebox, for being here uh, with me today. Where can everybody find you on the socials? Oh God. Okay, you can find me on Instagram at Juicebox Official, on TikTok at Juicebox Tiki Taki, on Twitter at Juicebox Queen. You can find me on Twitch at Juicebox Twitch. Uh, and you can find me on cam four at Juicebox Jerks Off. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. Oh, That's a joke. I, I Your think everybody just it. got extremely excited. And I was like. <laughs> Your face was like, <gasps> we're not done. <laughs> Two part episode. <laughs> yeah. You were like, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. No, I can never just get juice box on anything. So I always have to add the fucking thing. It's so annoying. But those are my socials. Thank you guys so much for listening to this lovely podcast, Exposed Dragged Out, brought to you by The Dip. I'm Joseph Shepard. Be sure to follow me on all things social at Joseph A. Shepard. That is S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Leave that love. I love all the love you give. If you want to give more love, send me an email, draggedoutpod at gmail.com. That's draggedoutpod at gmail.com. And your questions may be featured on the next episode. You can also go to thedip.com slash RuPaul's Drag Race to read the full interview, including maybe some more Fleshlight memories or something that Juicebox said. Uh, Use code EXPOSE for 50% off your membership. That's the dip with two Ps.com, promo code EXPOSE. And then you can also check out all the other podcasts The Dip has to offer, including Hot Off the Mess with Samantha Bush, their daily pop culture podcast, Pop Chaser, 
They also have a TV history podcast, TV Watch Repeat, their Real Housewives podcast, the Slut Pig podcast, and the cute one, Mary-Kate and Ashley podcast. Expose yourself. Show them what you're all about. You're right.